Another epic weekend of Premier League football is behind us. Today, we recap all fixtures, every part of the table in a weekend roundup. Some teams were rampant, some teams were rattled, and some teams were relegated. Roll the intro. First things first, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're not already, it takes two seconds, hit that subscribe button and you might as well hit the like one while you're there as well. Um, we're going to start off bottom up. So we're going to talk all Premier League fixtures this weekend, recap, analysis, thoughts, and we will start with rock bottom. I'm sorry, Saints fans. Some would argue it has been coming for a while, but finally it is official. Southampton are relegated to the championship 11 years, I believe, in the Prem. We've seen many epic moments, European football, cup semis, the lot, but they are gone. Jamie, was this coming or is this a bit of a surprise to you that Southampton are finally relegated? Um, start of the season, I wouldn't. I didn't have them getting relegated. I didn't think they were going to do spectacular, but I didn't think they'd get relegated. So in that terms, it's a surprise. But for the last... Well, probably since like Christmas, it looked like it's just inevitable. The only, it's a weird one because they have some sort of spark about them that you saw, which I saw knocking City out of the Carabao Cup. So there was something they, they have in their team, but they just didn't show it. Obviously, they've gone through, is it, they're onto their third manager, fourth manager, something like that this season. That shows that no one's got them into any good form. And then this game, one shot on target, 35% possession at home to a promoted side shows why you're bottom, why you're the first to be relegated. Not taking that away. I don't want to disrespect Fulham being like that. But if you look at that from the start of the season, that means you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Fulham, on the other hand, they've had a brilliant season. Now, I think I think all three of us had them to stay up. But to be where they are, I don't think anyone expected it to be this good. So fair play to them. They've been terrific. Um, even when I watched them against City away a few weeks ago, they were they showed why they're cemented in the Premier League for the for next season. Terrific result from Saints. They've now got to be careful that it doesn't spiral and they get caught in the championship race for years to come. Reese, what about you? What, what do you think's cost Southampton in the end? Uh, everything, um, pretty much. Not recruiting properly, um, doing the same old thing that everyone, all these clubs seem to do, promote young players, sell them for profit, and then realise that eventually that chain does end and they stop doing that. It was just decline. Two 9-0 defeats at consecutive seasons. you know, And then sacking a manager who... Look, I don't think he's that great Hassan Hootal, but he was better than what they could have got. And then it sums it up with a Nathan Jones appointment who was shambolic at Stoke City. So I don't know what was running through their minds. It seems from top to bottom, no one seems to have a clue. And they were destined for the drop. I had them as my one of my bottom three to go down and they've shown it. You know, it says it all when they can't turn up against a team who have nothing to play for and to be outclassed in every single way. That's just poor. But 
they'll be fine next season. They've they're probably in the best position out of the group there to come straight back up. Yeah, I mean, you talk about going down with a whimper, Jamie. You said the stats. It's just it's just not good enough. Fighting for your lives, one shot on target at home, and just completely out possessed. Um, some might say they got lost in possession. Um, Moving up, well, actually, going back a step, I mean, Hassan Hootal, although he had his critics, I do want to say every time in the last few seasons he, he, he struggled or he was under pressure, Southampton did then go on a big run. So I do actually think that is the mistake of not... I know you don't want to always be suffering and, and, and struggling, but for me, he showed enough, and I think it was still a little bit harsh that he got sacked. And obviously, Nathan Jones, like... Where, where did he come from, Reese? Luton and Stoke, was it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he was from Luton and he was doing a good job, but there's a good setup at Luton. But people forget he left Luton first time and went to Stoke and had like, what was it, 12% win record or something? Like, come on. Yeah, and you're giving him a prem job when they're already in the bottom three. So it's never, you know, maybe done, maybe he was done a bit harshly, but it was never really going to end well. Um, but let, let's, let's slowly move up the table. So obviously... For full disclosure, we are filming this before we see the result of Leicester-Liverpool. In 19th place, Leeds, we obviously saw the battle. It's quite a good game. Leeds to Newcastle 2. What did you guys make of this? Was this a case of Leeds showing a bit of fight or are they destined to go down, in your opinions? Um, yeah, there was a fight. I mean, they showed fight at City, they showed fight against Newcastle. It's a bit of a concern appointing a manager like Big Sam with, was it four games to go, three games to go, you know, trying to bank on those last couple of games to get it. They showed something, but they also showed why Leeds are in this mess. You know, miss a penalty, give one away, do a stupid handball in the box to get another another one away. It's just self-inflicted with them all the time. They can't help themselves. It's just poor, 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 poor. They haven't got a striker. You know, they're just, it's just, They've just been very, very poor. I think they're a good side when they can be, but they just keep shooting themselves in the foot and they deserve the draw in the end, but they should have, really, they should have, you know, looked to have won that game. Yeah, it's sort of one of them. So I was watching the game and to be honest, it was quite an entertaining game from the penalty one end saved down to the other end penalty for Newcastle score. But like Reese said, this is why Leeds are down there. Defensively, they make so many errors. I, I haven't got the stat for how many, but it's got to be most in the league, especially over the last, since they've come up to the Premier League, they've had so many errors. How's no one fixing it? Like, I, like look at Furpo. Like, I, I knew he was going to get sent off from the first booking. From, just from that first booking, he was eventually going to get sent off. It was just so obvious. Now, I'm not saying that they've got the depth to replace him, but you can't have a whole back four that are going to make mistakes so regularly. It's sort of like, if you look at, like you say, with like who they're fighting with, Everton in their back four, they actually don't have that many mistakes in them. They'll have a few, but they're not as detrimental than what Leeds are like. Leicester, a few of them do have mistakes, but you've got sort of they don't all make them and that's really why Leeds are in this position they're still obviously able to stay up but Big Sam probably needed at least eight eight or so games to really be able to get this to be a defensive solid team 
it's too short of a notice for him. If they stay up, it's a bit of like a new manager bounce kind of thing. And similarly, they've had two tough games. They've got a point. I think they would have taken it. On Newcastle's sides, obviously they they lost to Arsenal and were convincingly beaten. Um, but Newcastle really needed the points just to go. Here's Champions League done. Now they're kind of they're giving Liverpool just a little glimmer of hope, and you don't want that. You don't want that pressure building up. Um, but I think they'll get it over the line. But you've got to try and you got to, you can't be giving away goals. Really, I think you got give gifted two penalties and you still come up with two two. I think they should be doing a bit better. But overall, a draw was a fair result in that game. Yeah, I think that's that that'll be Leeds' downfall. You know, they've been sadly they've been the same, you know, all season, defensively very leaky. And as good as Big Sam has been in these positions, you know, four games, one of them being away to City, it, I think it's just too little too late. Um and although they show glimmers, it, it just says it all, you know, Leeds at the minute can't defend and and you've got your star striker out of form, missing sitters, missing penalties. So sadly, I think Leeds, it's, it's probably your time back down to the championship and a and, and bit, bit soon, to be honest. You know, powerhouse of the English league, straight back down. Um, let, let's move on. Let's talk, obviously, Leicester, we won't cover for now just because they're playing Liverpool um, on the Monday night fixture. Big, big result needed for them. But again, miracles, miracles needed to be worked. Um Let's talk Everton and obviously the Everton-Man City game. Now, let, let's talk XG. Let me just, uh, <laughs> let me just pull up the, uh, the XG stats, which will probably baffle everyone. So, as we know, the full-time result was 3-0 to Man City. But Man City only had an XG of 0.8 and Everton had 1.71 XG. Jamie, does 3-0 tell the tale? Yes and no, sort of. I think three nil was. I'd, I'd probably say two nil would have been the fair result over the game. I don't really remember Everton having that big clear cut chances, so I was surprised to see they're actually so high. I didn't think City's was going to be high because if you look at the goals we scored, Gundogan's had an absolute unreal goal scored just the the knee and the flick over. Um, and then he scored. He scored a free kick, so that's sort of why I actually would be low. And then Harlan getting the goal, second goal, sort of straight after that probably was majority of our xG. But when it was two nil, the game was over. Mark Goldbridge actually turned off his stream because he was like, "I'm not watching City. The game's over." He's just a bit of red, but that's great to see from my point of view. Um, but. That was really what the game was. The game was over. It was sort of like if it was nil-nil at half time, then it starts to get a bit more edgy because City want to push for that win and Everton can hang on and also counter quite well. The problem with Everton is obviously their striker went off at half time, which uh, Sean Dyche said he felt something in his groin and it's more if, uh, if they were nil-nil, he said he would, probably would have kept him on. But two 0 down, they just he just went. Now nah, you're coming off and keeping for the the rest of the games, which I think was probably the right decision. 
it was unlikely they were going to go and get two goals. To be perfectly honest, they just didn't show it enough. So I don't think it flat. I don't think it really showed the game if you just looked at XG. But three 0 probably did flatter us a bit because we don't we weren't desperate to score a goal, so we just kept the ball and just kept probing and seeing out the game. It was good game management in the end. Yeah, I think we'll get to you in a second, Reese. But I think it's fair to say, like this is why City are going to win the league. This is why City are champions back to back to back. Whatever, like just these. So yeah, we know. We're in a row. Um, like just moments of quality. Not you know, str- some would say struggling a little bit to, to break them down. And then you've got Gundogan, who again isn't your best player. Just just provides a moment of absolute sheer class. Um, for me, one of the goals of the season, technically, to 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 have the nous to be able to do that in the box, unbelievable. Um, and then, despite not playing great, five minutes five minutes later, it's two 0 game done. And I think ultimately that is why City will be champions. Reese, we know your thoughts on that, but do, do you agree this is why they will be champions? Yeah, who cares about XG? They can take their chances. It's as simple as that. There's no point coming back going. Oh, look, look how many chances we should have scored. You know, it's rubbish. <laughs> City got, was it four shots on target, three goals? Says it all, doesn't it? You know, they're the only team in the league who can go to a ground like Everton at this time of the season when Everton need it so much and win. Arsenal can't do that. A lot of other teams can't do that. Man City can, and it's as simple as that. That's why they're champions. There you go. Let, let's move up the table. So, 16th place, Nottingham Forest. Obviously played my Chelsea. The battle of the European heavyweights, 11th versus 16th. Um, I guess I'll kick things off. Bit of a weird game. Bit of a weird game because for the first half, we were absolutely terrible. Created nothing, maybe one chance. I mean, Forrest didn't really do anything, but we just gave him an easy goal. And it just looked symptomatic of, of probably our last few months where... You go a goal down and you just you don't have any glimmer of hope that we're going to score. A lot of the ball, but just no end product. But luckily, we got an early goal in the second half. Sterling, I'm still not his biggest fan, but he stepped up when it mattered, got a goal. And, and I think this is important about Forrest and why, why they may stay up, but ultimately why they're down there. Despite playing okay and despite managing the game well, the second we scored that goal, it was just like they just they just collapsed. They absolutely collapsed. And it was like they just didn't know what to do themselves. And suddenly then, straight on the back of that, we got a second. But for about a five or ten minute period, it just looked like the old Chelsea just outplaying Forest completely. And it looked like we were going to go three, four, five, one. But despite that, somehow, and you've got to credit Forest here, again, against the run of play, they nicked a goal back. And then the whole game flipped again. So I, I, it's a bit of a weird one in terms of where these teams are at. But despite not playing great, you have to give Forest credit because they've got a point. And it does mean now they are three points ahead of Leicester. Um, so it, it could be crucial. It could be a crucial point. Where, where do you guys stand on Forest? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the game was... Like you said, a strange one. Chelsea offered nothing in the first half. Forrest got 
you know, got a goal. Two headers, I think, their goals were. So, so it says it all about Chelsea and how they can deal with set pieces. Um, when Chelsea turned it around, let's miss the goals Chelsea scored were pretty poor, mainly because the, the Forest defence was very poor. And then, yeah, they went and got the equaliser and, and that was that was sort of the end of that. Um, yeah, they're fine. Uh, they're, like I said, though, they put this performance in now, but they hadn't done it four or five games ago. Um, it looks like they're going to stay up now. And I think because they've just clawed out the point that they need at the crucial time. And I think, I think while the others couldn't pick up the points, it's not harmed them as much. So they're in pole position to, you know, to get themselves away. Also, just Jamie, before we move on to you, I think a good point now is, is with Forrest, because of Arsenal, and obviously we'll get on to Arsenal's result, now the title was effectively done. Suddenly that Forrest game at home to Arsenal suddenly looks winnable potentially for Forrest. Maybe that sounds ridiculous, but I'd suddenly fancy their chances. 100%. I said this was one of the three away games that was the problem. And now Arsenal literally have nothing to play for. They've just given up. Forrest are laughing. They couldn't have asked for a better team to be playing next week. They couldn't, could they? Well, you know, they'd rather teams, play us couldn't... again. I think, yeah. <laughs> no, come on. They're, they're, they're winning that game. They're, that's it. They're, they're done. They're done. It's now the other teams to decide who, you know, wants this, wants it more. Well, from what I've watched the Forest, I don't think they're good enough to stay up. Although points are what matters at the end of the day and the table doesn't lie. But they're picking up big, big draws or big wins. Drew against us, drew against Chelsea. They beat Liverpool. Um, I can't remember any other the fixtures, but they've turned it on against the big clubs, <laughs> really, which is surprising. But... Fair play to them. You can't argue with that. I, I was fuming that Chelsea didn't win just for my bet. You were the only one who let me down. Why was me for backing Chelsea, thinking they might, you know, win at home to the worst <laughs> away team in the league? Not been watching us much then. <laughs> well, you, you won against Bournemouth, so I had a bit of hope. <laughs> but they're, they're hanging in there. And at this moment in time, that is what you have to do. Picking up draws here and there against teams that you're not expected to is what keeps you up. So fair play to them. And yeah, I probably, unless Leicester beat Liverpool in the game, I don't see Forrest going down now. I think it's out of Everton, Leicester and Leeds. And two of them will go down. Big, big result for them. Fair play. I was just fuming with my bet. Let's move let's move up the table slightly. So I guess we're getting to the, the beach territory, some might argue. Um, so let's have a look at I guess West Ham. It feels a bit of an inevitable game for that, not inevitable, but a bit of a waste of a game almost. Obviously, they, they got the home win um, against AZ Alkmaar in the in the in the week. Good hard fought victory. So pretty much for the league, you know, the on the beach term feels relevant here. Players were rested. So did anyone really expect anything different than a Brentford win or, or not? No, not. When you saw the sides that Moyes put out, you went, Brentford are winning that. They're going to win comfortably. 
if West Ham score, I was going to be surprised. Um, fair, fair play to Brentford. That's what you got to do. Go and win against one of the London, many London derbies that are in there. But West Ham, now safe. They've got to focus on the in Europe. I think it's so much more important game than Brentford. So I agree with them resting. And that's really it. Like, there's nothing more to say. The game was a bit of a de- it's a dead rubber, but the only pride is in London. Brentford are technically the second best team in London at the moment. I think it is. Oh, third place. Sorry, third. Spurs aren't that bad. Spurs aren't that low yet. <laughs> nah. So yeah, Brentford have confirmed top half basically. So for them, job done. I think they'll take that, take that as a positive. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. let's move up again slightly. Let's get into the two two more games. So Man United obviously beat Wolves. Wolves in 13th place. Again, Wolves are in a bit of a weird situation on the beach per se. They're pretty much confirmed safe. They can't really push on. They, they could get into 12th and 11th, but it feels you know insignificant for them. How, let, let's talk Man United, obviously. How important was this win for Man United? really important i thought like they were not i think wobbling might have been harsh to say but they were like liverpool were creeping creeping up and then they were one point behind them obviously game in hand united had but they needed to win this game at home to the wolves where wolves like you say got nothing to play for it, it was a must-win game. And to be honest, that game, it wouldn't have mattered if United played absolutely terrible and got the victory. It was all about getting the three points. 2-0, obviously, this, they've had no shots on target. Wolves sums up <laughs> sums them up really on the beach. 2-0, okay, the second one was in the 94th minute, but it was all about getting the win. That's all that mattered to United. That's what they need to do for all their remaining games, really, because they've also got the cup final and it doesn't matter how you play in a cup final as long as you win. Yeah, I think I think what's important for Man United now is, is if anything, you know, they couldn't have asked for a better better luck, could they? You know, their, their next couple of games, are, you know, are going to be against 11 deck chairs, to be honest. You know, Wolves on the beach, I think they've got Bournemouth next week on the beach. I think they've still got Chelsea, have they? You know, again, Chelsea got nothing to play for. You know, just their own pride. It's it's done. You know, they're 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 happy with that. They couldn't have asked for a better run in how it's turned out for them. Yeah. It was looking it was looking dangerous for them at one at one stage. So Yeah, I think Liverpool will be a bit annoyed at that because they started, you know, were starting to put the pressure on and then you look at those fixtures and they do seem very, very winnable for United at the minute. Um I guess speaking of dead rubbers on the beach, we've got to cover Palace. Well, we haven't got to cover it because it's probably irrelevant, but Palace and Bournemouth, again, two teams not really playing for much. Um, what, is it even worth us talking about this game? <laughs> well, I think it deserves credit to Palace. You know, think, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, were, they were in serious, serious trouble, and and they've come out and and done brilliant. You know, the man that they didn't deem good enough to take them forward has taken them further than what Patrick Vieira dreamed of. So, let's be honest here deserves 100% credit and their players are absolutely flying, absolutely flying and, you know, full credit to them, full credit to them. You know, I think Roy Hodgson really deserves a lot of credit there and he's really, 
not only just taking him out of trouble, but, you know, could finish 11th, which, let's be honest, six weeks ago, many of us wouldn't have been shocked if they finished 20th, so... No. And with with, with Roy, what, I, I can't remember if the plan was to keep him or it was very much a short-term arrangement. Do they believe keep him now? Do they keep him? Uh, I think it was meant to be short-term, yeah. but... I've heard um, there's no plans of keeping him beyond yeah. the end of this season, which whoever they've got in mind, I can't see really who they're linked with at the moment. But they have to get the appointment right because they could easily be back there again. Yeah. And just quickly, I was going to say, we've got, we got to give Bournemouth a shout-out. I don't know if you've seen the, the, the video they did on social media. If you haven't already, check it out. Basically calling out pundits, big YouTubers, um, for saying they're all going to get relegated and it was done. And then obviously now they're, now they're safe. Um, thankfully, they, they obviously weren't watching our podcasts because we all said exactly the same. So Bournemouth fans, if you're watching, we apologise as well. Um, again, going up the table, obviously we touched on Chelsea, new manager appointment. We'll do a separate you know discussion in the summer about that. But Poch is in, hopefully a bit of stability now for us. Um, but I think time time will tell on that one. Fulham, again, we mentioned earlier, very well. We, we, we said it earlier. I do want to say, I'd, one of my picks of the season, I did have them 10th, but I did say I think Fulham would be comfortably safe. Like, as I said, winning the championship 6-7-0, you've got something about you. Same with Burnley. Burnley, the way Burnley have dominated that league, we'll, we'll cover it in the summer, but they're showing something. I don't think they're going to be a relegation side. Um, and then let's talk Aston Villa. So seventh and eighth position, because we've already covered Brentford. Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Reese, I did tell you before the game, I fancy Aston Villa for this one. It felt like an obvious win. What did you guys make of this result? Is it surprising? Um, yes and no. I think I think under, under Ryan Mason, Spurs have been a bit up and down, haven't they? So... It's not too much of a shock. I think Villa are looking at it to really assert themselves and I think Spurs are looking for the season just to end. I think a lot of Spurs fans are probably quite happy to fall out of European places altogether so they can focus on just the league. Um, but yeah, fair, fair play to Villa. They've got a good win. I think, again, it's a typical Emery performance. Gets a, a win at home against a decent team, you know, and he'll probably go and lose away next week. That's what, that's what an Emery team tends to do. So yeah, no, fair play to them. You know they're well within they're well within that mix for a top top six finish, and you know, good luck to them. And I wouldn't have said yeah, I wouldn't have actually said it was surprising. Spurs have looked woeful, and then Villa hitting have hit pretty good form um, under Emery. And to be honest, some people are calling Emery to be what the manager of the season due to how well he's turned. Yeah, you you would you might be pulling your face for but I've seen it quite a lot. People are talking him being manager of the season, um, but he's pulled him. He's pulled him into some great form, really. And Spurs have just done what Spurs have done all season, performed awfully, and Kane gets a goal. <laughs> it's when I saw Spurs had scored, I actually didn't bother looking. I just knew Kane had scored. And then I saw it pop up on Sky Sports later. Kane got the consolation goal. It was a dive it, as well. I just thought I'd add that in. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> but he scored. It was a penalty. A penalty then, was it? Yeah. He scored. Yeah. 
It's just Kane scores, Tottenham perform badly. He's just got to go. He's just got to find a way of getting out. I think he, I think best bet is try and go to Bayern Munich, and then you can definitely guarantee yourself a trophy next season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, in my defence, by the way, you know, I pulled a face. I don't think you know Emery should be manager of the season, but he's done the job I thought he would do. You know, let's be honest that 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 Villa team was going absolutely nowhere, but he's he's transformed them around. So yeah, he, he does he deserves a lot of credit. He was been ridiculed by Arsenal fans very unfairly, and I don't think that's justified on him. Yeah, I mean they are now Villa. Villa and Spurs are now dead level. Same games played, same games won, same games drawn, same games lost, same points. So Spurs will be concerned they've just gone out with a whimper, haven't they? They should have looked at these games and gone, you know what? We've got a chance. We're playing against the teams, the teams in this area. Now is our chance, and they've bowed every test. Yeah, yeah. and this this is huge. I know you said Spurs probably don't want the Conference League. Again, I'll, I'll say my previous argument on that. Like, a trophy opportunity is a trophy opportunity. And especially for a club like Spurs, I don't think they should be sniffing at that. Obviously, they'll feel gutted because it looked like Champions League was was, was potentially now done. So this is a big collapse we're talking about. But, I don't know, Spurs fans, let us know your thoughts, but I do still think you want that European competition. Good way to rotate the squad as well. Um, but Villa, honestly, what a chance... Bro, best chance to win the title, a, a, a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed, agreed. Like, look at West Ham are in the semi-final. You, you've been crap, but you're you're still better. You're still better overall than West Ham, so you should be getting to the semis to the final, really, unless something dramatic happens and you get such a big club falling into it. But I don't see that happening. So go for it. Win. You want to win a cup because really, if you don't get into Europe all the time at all, you'll be aiming for the League Cup, the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, realistically. And there's better teams in them competitions than what the Conference League will have. So I don't see... It's a no-brainer for me. Get into it and just win it. You want to see a team win a trophy. Yeah. It's also a backdoor into Europa because we've seen with Roma. Roma obviously won the Conference League. Now they're in Europa. They're in the semi-finals again. So it could be used as a stepping stone as well. Um, so again, for Villa, this would be unreal if they could sneak in, into that seventh place, uh, yeah, seventh position. And um, right, let's move up the table. It's getting interesting now. Obviously, Liverpool playing tonight. We won't cover them. We have to now talk about sixth place Brighton versus Arsenal. Definitely the shock. Well, <laughs> Reese, I'm sure you'll say it's not a shock, but this is a shock. Title contenders Arsenal getting absolutely battered at home by Brighton. Reese, I know you said the title was done, but this has got to hurt whichever way you look at it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think personally, it's the same story as last year. When it comes to that crunch of that target, you know, last year it was top four, then this year it was the league. They fouled miserably. Let's be blunt here. They fouled. They've not, it's not, it's not that the other teams have been better. City being great. Spurs managed to do well and get it. They did hand it to them, really. You know, all they had to do was do their job and they couldn't do it. So they fouled. And in the one game where they had a little bit of chance were deflated because City won and they just grumbled. And again, Arteta has to look at himself. He needs to ask what he's done, you know, how that's possible. And the players need to look at themselves. It's a big summer for Arteta and I think a lot of people don't realise how big it actually is for him because it's it was unacceptable. You know, I know I think Brighton are an overrated team and I, I, main, I maintain that argument because we've seen it a hundred times for these teams. But 
but like come on like you know you, you should have beaten them really you know no point going to Newcastle and winning and then doing this you know but it just sums them up you know if they would have beaten got the result at Anfield or West Ham they would have probably gone and thrown it away yesterday anyway so just what they do it it was a shock to, to me to see how bad it like sorry not how I don't know what kind of words because you weren't actually that terrible but once you conceded you did you just fell apart you crumbled it went you probably knew the players it was like the players knew City had beaten Everton was like mm, this is probably over then Brighton score and then they've just gone ah oh, it's definitely over like and then it just crumbled really. Brighton, I think, were terrific, by the way. Um, they had absolutely no fear at at Arsenal, who have been the second-best team in the league. They had absolutely no fear. Some of the passes they were playing on in the first half were like, um, were like a centimetre wrong. Arsenal were in. They just played their way, and they were, they were great throughout, really. Um, but back to Arsenal... I do feel like it's a it's a big summer because the expectation has risen massively. You've now you're now going to have people who are Arsenal fans, probably Arsenal fan TV, going right. We came second, so the only thing we can do now is to win the league. That's the only progression there is. I think that's probably a bit harsh because you weren't expected to get second by pretty much anyone. So to say, then you're going to go and you got to go and win the league. I think would be a bit over the top, but as we know, Arsenal fan TV is over the top, and that's why they get the views. I think what's the worrying point is that you say you you. I don't like using the word bottle on this, but if you look at the last seven games, you've won two. What and that was against Chelsea, who are in absolute dire form. I'm saying this, and they're probably going to beat us on the weekend to stop us winning the no league. Chance. No. <laughs> uh, and then Newcastle, and you, the Newcastle game. I thought you'd win due to the fact that you had the motivation of last year, because last year, I think the um, someone I one of the Arsenal, yeah. one of the Arsenal players said it. He showed us the video. Uh, Arteta showed him the video of how disappointed and deflated they looked after Newcastle battered you last season. So that's where you had just that extra motivation. And I think that's what carried you, not carried you over the line because you performed very well as well, but that's the bit that got between your teeth and you got there. So that's where I think Arsenal are two wins out of seven. That's something we're looking at sort of the bottom end of the table form. That's... It's not good enough when you're fighting for the title and that's where it comes to the sort of you've fell apart. I don't like I don't actually like the word bottle for it, but it it's hard to argue with it when you look at two wins in seven. Yeah. I mean we'll we'll cover this in the summer when we discuss things, but it is a bottle job because if we'd won the game, City wouldn't have won the league. Simple as that. If you throw it away, if you take it out of your hands, it's a bottle job. And that's exactly what they've done. I've said a hundred times they can't cope with certain types of games, and they proved it again. But that's that's for another story when we sort of look at all this yeah, stuff. When you, when, I think when you've gone from seven points clear, I think we had a game in hand at that point, to now seven point, possibly seven points behind and title done. Yeah, it's not good enough. 
That's not good enough for that. I don't. I don't care what people say. No, don't give me all that. 14, a fourteen-point swing is massive. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be happening really in in a space of seven games. No, it's a shambles. And big things need to be done over the summer. And yeah. I'm sure they will be addressed. But it depends on what they go for. But yeah, it's, it's progress. That the silver lining is it's progress. But if you don't like the term bottle, you can call it a collapse. You've you've completely collapsed at the business end of the season when the pressure's on. Um, so to some degree, I think you are justified. Um, but there you have it. We're at the top of the table. Man City only need one more win. Yep. And, and Forrest, as we said. Or, or if Forrest beat yeah, Arsenal. There you go. Forrest might win the trophy for you. Um, and just, Reese, before we wrap up, I know you, you wanted to do a little player of the week. Give us give us your player of the week. Go on, yes, we'll do one this was, yes, this was a feature I mentioned about five months ago and we ain't done it since. So... <laughs> Might as well do it now with three <laughs> games left. Um, my player of the week has to be Ezzy of Crystal Palace. Two goals, fantastic performance, doesn't get the credit he deserves. Will be the replacement for Zaha, and Zaha will not be missed at Palace. There you go. I disagree. One man, Ilkay Gundogan. Gundogan, however you want to pronounce it, steps up when his team need him. Not been unreal this season. Title race is on. World-class goal, world-class free kick. No, No arguments from me. I'd be very happy to agree with Jordan, to be honest with that. But I think if I'm not going to go off a City player, you've got to look at the Forest goal scorer. I actually can't pronounce this, so I'm just going to try. One year. He scored now back-to-back braces for him. He, he's, and I think that point just settles them staying up. So I think it's been a massive week for him. So he can be my con- contender. We're taking off the... Taking off no city players. Well, there you have it. As always, let us know your thoughts and like, comment, and subscribe. You know the drill.